Hey, hey it's Crimson, and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620 PS4 Gaming, and just thank you for listening. Okay, so... Um, so the worst thing in the world is poverty tourism, where um, you get people that um, go try to slum it because they want to see how the um, rich people actually live, and um, well, where the poor people actually live, and um, I just. I don't fucking know how to actually address this. And, um, well, let's just say this. This fucker right here is Nick Johnson. Um, Nick Johnson is, um, I don't know how to say this. Probably the most straight-laced motherfucker that you can actually think of. And um, he's going to actually be exploring Chicago's ghetto south side, where 250 people were killed last year. Never mind, we didn't have the highest murder rate or murder per capita. But because he's obviously a right-winger and a Trump fan, he's going to be driving around the south side of Chicago because reasons okay let's let's go so right now i am going to go to the south side of chicago pretty much the worst place you could be in perhaps america when it comes to danger and crime and poverty wait you you rolling around in a new fucking truck ah okay let's go and we're gonna go and drive around for a while and see what we can find and show everybody what it's like here Ah, Chicago. Yeah, ghetto tourism. That's a thing now. Now, this motherfucker has also made other videos, like the one about Gary and some other places. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, well, uh, let, let's go. City with super wealthy and safe suburbs. Really awesome, fun, but dangerous downtown. And of course... Super awesome and safe suburbs. Ask Lacey Peterson about that one. I, in other words, he means it's where white people are. Let's let's just, I, 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 I yeah, exactly. But let's go. Of course, some of the worst neighborhoods in the whole country. Everyone's heard of the infamous South Side of Chicago, where you have shootings and murders and poverty and ghetto and crime. It really is a terrible place in many areas and certainly somewhere you wouldn't want to go. Much Who are you? I fucking live on the south side of Chicago. Who are you, dude? Who the fuck are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a thing that these fuckers do. But let, let's let's go. Let's go. Let's move to. Southside has many really bad areas. If I'm going to go there, it's going to be the This isn't even in Chicago. 
This isn't even Chicago. This isn't the inside of Chicago. Want to know why? Let's go back here. Let's go back here. Has many really bad areas. This is literally a pace bus. And if you know anything about Chicago Mass Transit, pace is in the fucking suburbs. You dumb fuck. Okay. Okay. Let's go. If I'm going to go there, it's going to be the worst of all areas, right? So I ventured into places like Harvey, Inglewood, Buller Park, Chicago Heights. Now, mind you, Harvey is not in Chicago. It's his own town. Chicago Heights is his own town. This is the shit that we're talking about. This dumb fuck. All he sees is poor people, so he thinks black. Okay, I'm sorry. Right, let's go. Heights and Ford Heights to show you what they look like and talk about. Again, Chicago Heights and Ford Heights is not... It's not in Chicago. But he thinks he's the dumb fuck that thinks, oh, yeah, it's stupid. Like, yeah, Chicago Heights, so it must be Chicago. About why they are the way they are and discuss solutions and talk about how really bad these places are, right? This was going to be my one and only time here. And actually, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was during the day. I didn't feel in danger. It was kind of empty. Nobody really paid much attention to me. But it's crime and it's dangerous because of reasons. Oh, God, this is the whitest motherfucker in the world. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, let's go. It wasn't really that run down, but of course, after hours, this place is a circus. We'll be Where's the video? Where, where's the video? Okay, let's go. In Harvey. Now, if you're familiar with Chicago, the area I went here in Harvey is around 153rd Street and Broadway, generally, and just kind of meandered around through the heart of the worst part of Harvey. The South Side's known for murders and shootings and gangs. They don't measure shootings by year, or by month in places like this. They're measured by the weekend. The, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Like, you like you know that there is crime in the suburbs, right? Okay, okay. All right, let's go. Last year in Chicago, there were almost 800 murders. And in Cook County, there were like 875 people who were killed by gunfire. It's not getting any better either. Last year in Chicago was the worst year ever for murders and gunfire. All right, so here... Let's do this. He literally has the ultimate Illinois ghetto. Oh, oh my God. Like, let's actually just look at the stats. This was in 2020, right? 2020. Do we have the list? San Antonio, 83. Jacksonville, 111. New Orleans, 131. Washington, 135. Oh. Wait, where's the rest of the article?
Indianapolis, 129. Kansas City, 139. Where's the rest of the article? Dallas, 152. St. Louis, 135. Los Angeles, 208. Next, no, no, turn off notifications. Houston, one eighty-eight. Baltimore, two twenty-three. Philadelphia, three hundred six. Chicago, three hundred five. Oh, Chicago 500. Wait. Wait. Didn't he say it was 800, but it was 524? Those two numbers. Let's let's go back to this. Shootings here were... And in Cook County, there were like 875 people who were killed by a year or by month in places like this. They're measured by the weekend. Last year in Chicago, there were almost 800 murders. And in Cook County, there were like... Eight Dude, where's your 300 difference? I'm confused with this. 300 difference. And see, this is a, This is even said it. It even said it. What do we... 250 in the title. This is the bullshit that I'm talking about. This is nothing but racism because Trump. 875 people who were killed by gunfire. It's not getting any better either. Last year in Chicago was the worst year ever for murders and gunfire. Shootings here were up by 50% last year, just like they are in many other inner cities in this country. Wait, can we take a drink every time he says a dog whistle when he's talking about inner cities? You know what he's talking about. Take a drink. Let, let's, let's, let's go. There were 3,700 shootings in Chicago last year, which is more than 10 a day. And those are the ones that are reported. Of course, there's many more shootings and much more gunfire than the ones that are called into the cops. People are getting carjacked here all the time. A lot of this madness is happening here on the south side of town. In fact, it was down here in Harvey where the first person in the Chicago area was killed this year just 12 minutes after midnight on New Year's morning. In Harvey, they shoot at the cops. They'd probably shoot at me too. If- in Harvey, the cops shoot at you. Like, let's let, let's not talk about it. The In Harvey, we know that they aren't sparkling. Okay, I like this is a local area. I, I know because it's my local area. I know the area. Hey, Harvey, the cops ain't exactly like the best of your friends, but let's go. They felt like it. I mean, I'm just driving around here. Every four days, a cop gets shot at that they know of. Average residents have a... Wait, what does he mean that they know of? Oh, my God. Like, the fear-mongering with this dumb fuck loser. Okay, let's go. One in 84 chance of being the victim of a murder, a shooting, an assault, or a rape. This is the deadliest place you can live in suburban Chicago. Where murders happen every other week. Wait, didn't he say the suburbs were great? This is sub- this is a suburb of Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. I just like this is making my blood pressure boil. Okay, let's go. And somebody gets shot at every night. Now, sometimes there's going to be spikes in shootings when new gangs move into town. But the Chicago Police Department says that's not what's happening. They're just unrelated and random. But apparently, it's a loss of cops 
That's played a big part in the spike of crime here in the south side of Chicago. They laid off a bunch of cops because of a budget shortfall. Because taxes and people are poor. And oh yeah, this happened during the fucking pandemic. Okay, 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 okay. Wow, okay, let's let's go. Because they held a lot of money back during negotiations. So they didn't have a lot of money, so they had to lay cops off. And a bunch of other cops retired too. You can't blame them. So yet again, we have proof that defunding the police has huge negative repercussions. And all those Chicago cops that quit. Of course, of course, of course. Sure. Sure. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Blame this on defundable. Okay. All right, let's go. I mean, can you really blame them? Even the Chicago Tribune acknowledged. Layoffs thus had, um, the layoffs thus had a dual effect of reducing the department's manpower and visibility on the city streets, while also depressing morale and serving to discourage officers from listening to the lives of the city. They, they, like, it, it's all, this is a Jimmy Dore court, um, quote. Like, this is literally a, a Jimmy Dore editing quote. Like, okay. Uh, all right. Um, less cops on the south side of where Chicago. Where did you say you got that from? To quit? I mean, can you really blame them? Even the Chicago Tribune acknowledged less cops on the south side of Chicago is a bad idea. Of course, having less cops on the streets makes it look like... But this is a Chicago, you dumb fuck. This is Harvey. You said it. This is Harvey. Oh, okay. The criminals can do whatever they want. And it also means when you're not paying cops enough and you're laying them off, the officers are going to have a low morale and they're not going to want to go out and work hard for a city that they don't think has their back. So even more cops quit. One city leader said that he thought the criminals looked at the layoffs and they were like, we can do whatever we want. I mean, if you think you're going to get caught, you won't commit a crime. And if you think... That's not why you do commit crime. Oh my God. Do these do this people think that, oh, I'm doing it for the evil? Like, this is just racist shit, man. Because he just thinks, oh, poor people, you know, they got their little brown skin. Like, this how this shit sounds. But let's go. Think that you're going to get caught, it'll make you think twice about what you're going to do that night. They've even tried to change laws here so you can't sell alcohol after midnight to try to slow down all the violence. Well, the clubs didn't like that because they're losing money. Too bad, club owners. You're where a lot of the violence starts. So cut off the booze at midnight. Do whatever you have to do. They need to do something here. How about encourage, you know jobs and investments and like you know giving people money so they can fix up their homes and stay in the area so you can actually get fucking you know property tax and you know payroll tax from people i i i just don't okay okay like be poor harder then you can act okay let's go now you just gonna just be quiet So now we're going to go to another really bad part of the south side of Chicago, Inglewood. Now, Harvey's a city, but Inglewood's actually a neighborhood. Now, the population here in Inglewood has gone down a lot. This neighborhood used to have 100,000 people in 1960, and now there's only about 30,000 people here. Now, listen to the numbers that he used, 100,000 in 1960. I wonder what happened since the 1960s, almost as if it's been white flight and literally, the factory jobs, because Inglewood did have some factories, have closed. You dumb fuck. Oh, okay, but just just try to be poor harder. Like, the fuck? Okay, let's go. You can understand why. 
I mean, there's as much violence here in Inglewood as anywhere else in Chicago. Many people call Inglewood the murder capital of Chicago. Now, when you drive around Inglewood, it seems like every 10 minutes you hear a siren from a cop car or an ambulance. This is the type of place where 12-year-old kids run around at 2 and 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Citation needed, motherfucker. And, oh, yeah, besides that, Inglewood actually has a lot of hospitals around the area. I know, shock, Pikachu. It actually has, adjacent to Inglewood, literally one of the most prestigious hospitals in the area. It's called the University of Chicago. You dumb fuck. Like, like he doesn't get it. Okay, okay, let's, let's go. Let's go. Just without their parents around, just doing whatever they want. Inglewood is wide awake at 2 a.m. And you can imagine what happens here all night long. I mean, I mean, like, citation needed? Like, he's too much of a coward to drive around Chicago at nighttime. He's too much of a fucking coward. He wants to pontificate about Chicago, but he's too much of a coward to drive around at nighttime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Fucking whitest man in the motherfucking America. All right, let's go. If you're not locked inside your house after the sun goes down here, then you're risking your life in Inglewood. But it's Inglewood. That's what they say. When you ask them about all the crime and the violence here, that's just how it is. Maybe one day these communities will wake up and realize how they voted impacted them and their generational decisions have got them where they are now, but... What did they do? What the fuck do you expect? Republicans to take over, to cut more fucking um, shit? Like, this is the shit that I don't get. They want... What do you want? How do you expect people to actually make it if they don't have any fucking money? You dumb fuck. What what voting decisions that they have? What voting decisions that they have? What did they do? They happen to be brown, so they had to live with generations of redlining. I okay okay. Whew. Probably not. I don't think they're ever going to change their ways. Like this is just dog whistling. Fuck. Take a shot. God. Now, folks in this community say the same thing they always say. It's going to take an army to change this place. Cops, street outreach workers, faith leaders, the courts, community organizations, school teachers, and residents all working together. But they're going to need buy-in from the punks who live here. Who Fuck! Take another shot. Live to shoot guns and cause chaos. And I don't think they're going to change. I don't think all the faith leaders and teachers and cops and community organizations are really going to have an impact on them. I think they're just going to do whatever they want. It kind of seems to be getting worse, too. These are the areas that um, pretty much they're like, I mean, I hate. So one whitest man in America to the second whitest man in America. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's go. Saying this, but for a lot of people here, they're no-go zones. There's people that are really adventurous and there's like donut shops, like old-fashioned donuts uh, down on the south side and um little enclaves here and there where there's cool things happening. People are trying to make an effort to like turn these neighborhoods around. But for most people, including myself, I never go to the south side because there's no reason for me to be there. Um, and there, except to get your drugs, right? To get your drugs, right? That's that's why you go. I'm sorry. I'm They've historically been redlined, which happens in a lot of cities, which they were cut off from development, from investment, and it kind of created a situation where the people there have no hope. And um, you know, the street culture, drugs, and the street life kind of take over and set the dominant tone. Of- at least he actually addressed the red lighter. I, I at least he addressed the red lighter. If that's the biggest problem with this, 
There was a time. So this is around the area of 63rd National. I know it well. I have family members living around there. There was a time where black people couldn't move north of 63rd or west of Halston. And like, yeah, that was a thing. And we're not talking about 100 years ago. We're talking about 70. Not, excuse me, not 70. In the 70s. Like, literally, this in the 70s, redliner was a thing. The 70s and 80s, redliner was a thing. Now, I don't know about you, but guys, I was born in 82. That was 40 fucking years ago. And when redlining was officially taken off the book, didn't mean that behavior didn't stop. But, you know, just be poor, just be poor, you know, better. The culture for these areas. So what, so how bad is it down there on the South end? What do you hear about, like, in terms of crime and drugs and poverty and stuff? Well, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, like, uh, if you hear about like a little kid getting shot, that's usually where it happens. If you hear about like a triple shooting at a party, that's what's going on. Um, there's uh, large groups of people congregating like in Airbnbs. And, um, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's like lawless, but like the way things have been with, uh, you know, the defunding the police movement in the past year. They haven't be, been defunded. You dumb fucks. Oh my God. They haven't been defunded. Cops want to roll around in the newest fucking SUVs that they can. I I don't fucking get this. This is the shit that makes my stomach turn. Um, so do you remember when um, Nat King Cole and his family moved into Harvey um, Harvard Heights, and certain people did not um, appreciate Mr. Cole and his um, and his family moving in? Oh no! I look. I remember when um, I I not remember, but. Um, um, so, uh, so one of the Frank, uh, Francis Albert Sinatra also um, bought the house and rented it to that King Cole for a dollar. Oh, no, no. You remember when King made a protest of living in the South Side and everybody had an issue because, like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. Like, literally, there is poverty and poverty before anything producing crimes. Like, I don't see this motherfucker driving around the, the you know, the holler over in um, Tennessee and Kentucky, where it's just much poverty and crime. But no, for some reason, he has to go to the South Side. I wonder who majority lives on the South Side of Chicago. Uh, cops kind of take like a more of a, I don't know, like a less of a hands-on approach in some of these areas. And the mayor is trying to, I don't know, she's talking about passing uh, some some law right now where you're not allowed to chase, cops aren't allowed to chase like um, suspects at all because of, you know, all the uh, attention on police. No, okay. So I have to give a little bit of Chicago history with that, and um, of exactly what's going on, because that that's that's just that that's just bullshit. Because what the law is, there is actually a law one books that cops can't do high speed chases through the neighborhoods, and the reason why that law is on the book. And the reason why they had to be more enforced because the cops actually chase somebody and cause fucking accident because they drive fucking reckless. I like this is the shit. Like these are the motherfuckers who sit back and want to. Oh yeah, punish the guilty and like. But dog, y'all y'all don't get what y'all fucking doing because y'all want to act like some Billy badasses 
It seemed like, oh yeah, we're going to just punish these people because it's crime. You never want to address the real reason for the crime. You never want to address the redlining. You never want to address the issue of the lack of jobs, the lack of fucking institutional support. You say, oh, we need more cops because cops going to stop crime some kind of way. Even though we know the Chicago PD, you know, yeah, it's the reason why one of the police off the police chiefs actually went to jail for sticking a gun down a suspect's throat to coerce him, coerce him into fucking admitting to a crime that he didn't admit to. And all you know, you know, they had a you know whole department that used to beat suspects. And all yeah, one of our most recent police chiefs was found like drunk and soliciting um, his friend. They said his friend um, in a cop car, but you know. It's 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 we need more police because of reasons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Police and um, you know people getting killed. You know you really have to be conscious of uh, where you are and who's around you, especially in those areas. If you have no business there, like you stick out. You know, like you, you know, if you're not buying drugs or you know you don't belong in the neighborhood, like in certain areas, they they know you don't belong, and you know you're you'll be a crime of opportunity. That's how all these crimes happen, like victims of opportunity. So basically what the mayor of Chicago is going to do if she had her way is if a cop pulls over somebody or says, hey, come here, I know you stole something. Or I know you have a gun and they run. They can't chase them. There's talk. I'm not sure how far that's gotten, but, you know, it seems like she's trying to please both sides. You know, she's on the superintendent side, um, superintendent. But that's not what it is. This literally saying that you can't speed down the street going 70 miles per hour. I. Yeah, no, he doesn't because he's the whitest man in America. Okay, let's go. And Brown, the police, and um, she um, is trying to, like, take a stance of, like, oh, okay, like, we're going to, like, do something about these police. And a lot of it just seems like it's political maneuvering. I don't know, like, how far that's going to get. I know, like, the main concern for most people living here, just about everyone that I talk to is crime, you know, um, personal safety. And, um, you know, I think, I feel like a lot of these leaders, like these mayors in these towns, they just want to keep their jobs. You know, they just want to kind of let peace both sides. They just want to keep their jobs. A lot of people um, are pretty upset with her. And um, I don't know, she just talks out of both sides of her mouth. And uh, they say that the crime's going down, but I don't think it is. <laughs> like, I look at... I mean, like, we can look at the stats and see if crime is going down. Let's look at the stats. Okay, let's see. Close this. And uh, that's not what we're talking to do. Um, Almost finished. Okay, so let's see. Is it fucking hate that it's bringing up this? Give me a moment. I'm looking right now. So, no, that's not what we want to look up. Why did Bling come up? Fucking hate Bling.
right, let's do this. Crime trans. Thank you. Let's do. It says murder by gender reports. Of course, it's not available. Okay, let's do the article in 2000, April 2022. Drop in shooters has been greatest in of the 15 of uh, 15 of the city's most violent. No, sometimes shut the fuck up. Um, the drop in shootings has been greatest in 15 of the city's most violent community areas. Those neighborhoods still account for 64% of the city's homicides and 6% of the people shot. Um, so, compared to last year, I want to get a yearly thing. Okay. Number of crimes from March to January. So, in. 2019, it was 2050, 2020, 10,021, and um, 2021, 18, 6, 3, 7, and in 2020, 11, 7. So, in overall crimes, it has gone, it has gone up. Theft, you see... 3,000, drop in 2020, and this is from March, January 1st to March 27th. 2020, the same time period, it dropped. 2021, it dropped some more, but that's just going up. I wonder why. During this time period, most people had more money to live, and I wonder why theft is going up. Motor vehicle theft, again, 2019, um, 1975, 2020, um, 1885, 2021, it was higher, and 2144, and in 2022, 3000. That trade actually went, went, started to spike up. Let's see, robbery 1615, 1807, drop down to 1647. And then in 2020, it spiked up again, except for this one motor vehicle. A lot of the crime has actually gone down where people had money. Um, burglary up in uh, 2019, um, in 19, it was 2092, 2020, 1868, and 2021, 1632, 1633, um, aggravated battery, 1189, 2021, 1021, and in um, 2020, 1115, criminal essay crimes. Those are pretty much they consistent across murder. It did spike up last year, but it's lower this year. So we see these numbers. 
And if we actually go to a higher, a longer time period, we may see something when we see it over the overall year. But let's 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 keep going, and I'm probably going to finish this in a minute. Get the crime stats, and they can massage them and make them say certain things. But um, I don't think the crime's going down, so uh, something should be. Wait, wait, what did he just say? Did he just pull a D Roy? Did he pull a D Roy? Okay, let's go. Let's see what he had to say. Sides of her mouth, and. Uh, they say that the crime's going down, but I don't think it is. <laughs> like, I look at the crime stats, and they can massage them and make them say certain things, but um, I don't think the crime's going down. So. so you have the numbers. You see the trends going down, but you say they're lying because reasons. and Like, why would they have a, a – okay, all right. The, not only the, 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 the Chicago PD, but the FBI has their stats too. Okay, let's go. So uh, something should be done. No, it's not going. Down. What should be done? Um, it's going up. Yeah, I mean, is there a solution? What would if you were in charge of fixing the problems with the Chicago bad areas? What would you do? Oh, let's hear what he has to say. Let's hear what he has to say. Boy, this is going to be wonderful. I'm listening. Well, you know, like these are areas that have been historically, um, you know, disinvested economically, and uh, you know, and you could go back and forth why those reasons are. You know, you could. Um, point at like the riots back in the 60s when Martin Luther King was assassinated and there's areas in the city that still haven't been rebuilt. Um, I, if it's a known problem that it's been happening since the 60s, we're 2022. Okay, let's go. Let's go. From that time. Um, you know, there it requires money, like a lot of things, you know, like not just throwing money stupidly at like a, a situation, but, you know, really investing, you know, and this is, this is not a short-term like... Um, short-term problem like this is something that's been neglected for you know uh generationally and that's not going to be fixed right away so um i don't know you have to give people hope and you know you have to give people something to look forward to to you know kind of pin their hopes on and there's groups that are doing that you know i, I didn't look too much into it but there's like investments that are happening wait how do you not look into it but you say the problem is okay okay and some of these disadvantaged areas where they're trying to get first-time homeowners to commit to living in a certain area for like a certain period of time and you'll get like a big like tax break or like a big um amount off of your uh, home purchase so there's people that are trying here you know the people haven't given up but um i don't know it takes uh, investment it takes care it takes time all right so I, i'm kind of getting upset with this shit i can't watch any more of it okay so in the end and i'm gonna actually say this this is my psa so in reality in order to fix cities like Chicago, in order to fix places where there is just rampant poverty, I make comments to people I know in the area, people that work in the different stores that I go to. Areas like this are just poverty factories. They're just, you know, just misery factories. And it's not because of the crime. The crime isn't the cause of the problem. It's the symptom. The fact that there are so many people that are there, are so many abandoned buildings. There are so many, so many, so much crime. So many people that feel like the only way that they can actually make it is to do crime. These people aren't doing it for the sake of, oh, I, I, I love evil, and I need to, I need to show how much. How cruel I can actually be. That's not what these people are actually doing. These people are doing it because they don't feel like they have any hope, any opportunity. 
and I'm sorry, I'm sorry, if, you know, you feel that all oh, the police are just great, and, like, no, they're part of the problem, too, when you over-police a fucking area, you play into the whole, well, I'm looking for crime, I'm looking for crime, oops, I found crime, or I'm going to exaggerate a crime, all in order to make it seem like you're doing something. That's just not it. And I'm sorry. A lot of these people just, they see, they they just want to come out and say it. Black people make poor decisions voting for Democrats. What the fuck would a Republican do? Illinois has had a number of Republican governors that have did shit all for Chicago. You want to know why? Because it's black people that's living there. And all it, all it takes is investment. Why don't we, with every fucking abandoned building, says anybody who wants to pay a dollar, they can buy this abandoned building, and we will give you half a mil to rebuild this building. It just needs to be to code, and, you know, you can't charge anything. So like you, if you're gonna rent it, you have to live there. You can't rent it out. Why don't we have it where we can actually specifically do? If you're not gonna do it for the whole country, push a Medicare for all, exp- uh, a Medicare expansion or a Medicaid expansion in your state. Do this shit. Make it where people can actually survive. In more expensive big cities. There are two programs that are going on right now for Chicago that are actually great if you qualify for them. One, $150 um, move card where you get $150 worth of gas or public transit. That's actually great. And there is a pilot program for um, just if you make a certain, uh, make under a certain amount of money, the city of Chicago is giving 500 families. Just $500. You just have to complete a study for it. These are great programs because in the end, it helps people. It doesn't just use the fucking long arm or the law to actually just hurt people and just like, just shit on people. Because if you think that, like, there are poor parts of the Chicagoland area where this motherfucker didn't go to that the people don't have my same skin affliction. He mentioned Chicago Heights and Ford Heights. Parts of Chicago Heights overlap with Park Forest. South Chicago Heights, they don't have a lot of black people in it. We know what you're doing, you dumb fuck. And it's just racism. Are you going to talk about the parts of Chicago where it's mostly non-black people, no mostly non-Hispanic people, and it's still poverty? No, you're not going to talk about that because you just think that it's, let's be honest, you think it's poor black people's fault, even though your person that you brought on here said Yo, red line has been a thing. But anyway, 
I I wanted to address this for a while, and it just this shit just sickens me. This is just like poverty tourism, and yeah, dude, don't go there with me, cause I know some suburbs. Like I don't, I and I hate to like throw people under the bus. But there are some poor suburbs that you know you don't want to like you don't want to dredge that up like you don't want to dredge that up, dog. I, I just I don't know what else to say. But anyway, do all the YouTube stuff like like, share, subscribe. Um, you can like hit my Patreon and all the other good shit. But um, thank you for watching this clip and um, yeah, yeah.